I feel like I'm a teenager again. Like, not in a good way. Like, vibrant, nice skin, that kind of stuff. Full of energy, full of life. Full of hope. Hope and opportunity laying in front of you. Yeah. Not no, way I, back in the rearview mirror. I feel like a teenager because I'm suddenly supervised 24 hours a day. Inside your own home. In, in my home here at work, it's like there's constantly somebody in my sh- And don't get me wrong. I love my beautiful, beautiful, beautiful wife and my gifted children. But it's like we were talking about how you live alone, Bryce. Mm-hmm. And if you decide on a Tuesday night at 7 o'clock you want to just kick back on the couch and crack a beer and eat a big bowl of Doritos, nobody questions that. I can do what I want when I want. I do that on a Tuesday night. It's like, what? what are you doing? Like. Be, it's too. Don't you have to go to bed in an hour? Like, because <laughs> yeah. all your decisions are questioned. Yes. Yeah. So now I'm finding myself. This is actually going to sound terrible. This is probably going to sound like I have a problem. But the other day, I'm like, I really want to be. I went and stood in my garage and I drank a beer, just in my garage by myself, <laughs> because. I don't want to have to, like, I'm feeling supervised, like I said. Like, somebody's always watching my every move. Hmm. Hearing you say that just makes me realize that I'm living the sweet life. The only pair of eyes I have on me is a dog's, and he can't tell me what to do. (laughs) Yeah, you know why? Because he doesn't have a job. He doesn't Hmm. have opposable thumbs. What an idiot. To point at you. To judge. But I, I do, I like my family. It's just weird being around them all the time. Everybody's always in the house all the time. Fortunately, we have the square footage where people can spread out. You don't have to look at each other. But there's always going to be that possibility somebody's going to walk into the kitchen just as I'm shaking chocolate chips into my hand out of the bag. <laughs> a lawn chair is a good town chair, but you're aware of that. It falls down to half the size so you can lay it flat. I can watch the world go by and live without a care. I've never had a bad time. Welcome to Lawn Chair Profits. Is this episode number 50? It's somewhere in that neighborhood. I lost track. Yeah, I'm not a good record keeper. No, I'm a terrible record keeper. But I think we're in that area. Uh, I'm Gardner Andrews. That's Bryce Kelly over there. Uh, when did the pandemic turn into a blandemic? <laughs> Ooh. Oh, boy. Hmm. I think for some people, it was probably week two or three. Yeah. But we're lucky in the sense that our day-to-day routines have not changed. It has not changed one bit. We just see fewer people. Yeah. Our day is exactly the same until about 9 a.m. when normally we would see people rolling into work and now just no one shows up. And yeah. Now we're like, uh, 9.15, should we call her a day? Yeah. Should we? That's the only difference in my life. And I got to say, I don't hate it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm starting to find, it took me 10 months to get there, but I'm finally bored. Yeah. Like I'm finally at the point where I'm like, okay. The other day I was sitting on my couch. It's like four, four thirty in the afternoon. And I'd already been watching TV for an hour. I never watched TV at that time of day. And I'm like, I got to get up and do something, but there's nothing to, oh, I have an idea. I'll drive to the dollar store and buy a new barbecue lighter. I wasn't barbecuing that night. It just occurred to me I could use a new barbecue lighter. So instead of going to the dollar store down the street, I went two neighborhoods over. You took the show on the road. Just to kill some time. Just to watch the clock tick away. Yeah, and the other day you went for, it was on the weekend, you went for not one but two mall walks. (laughs) 
Yeah, I went for one on Friday night. By yourself. Friday night alone, a in, mall walk. In the biggest mall in the world. Yeah, in West Edmonton Mall. Yeah. Here in the Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And even when I got I got there at 6.15 at night, and one of the anchor stores was already closed. Wow. Like, shut down, lights off. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? And I just did a hot lap of mm-hmm. the entire mall. I didn't buy anything. I was doing the move, the old man move. Where I was window shopping with my hands behind my back. That's sad. And just leaning in and taking a look around. Yeah, the minute your hands go behind your back <laughs> and you're strolling. <laughs> oh, did you ever, did you do any pocket change jingling? No, very little. I jingled my keys a bit. Did you do any of that old man whistling where you're not really whistling a song? It's just a bunch of really annoying notes at a high pitch. No whistling, but that's only because of the mask. Oh, yeah, true. Had the mask not been there, I would have been whistling like no one's business. Oh, yeah. But, but I think it's true. The walls are closing in. I think a lot of people are getting to this point here, too. This one, a text that says, there was a period of about three months where I couldn't fall asleep at night without letting one solitary scream into my pillow go. <laughs> wow. That is bleak. When you're laying face down <laughs> on your bed screaming into a pillow and you're not being murdered. That's sad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. especially yeah, if you're not being murdered, that gets real sad. Ooh. Man, yeah, I, I can feel that. I just feel like we've been lucky, and it did take 10 months or so. Yeah. But even now, before, a year ago, if you had told me, Bryce, all you can do on Saturday night is sit there and watch movies on Netflix, I'd be like, amazing. Yeah. How do I sign up for that? 10 months in, I can't look at the Netflix screen anymore. No, because you end up just scrolling through the same stuff over and over. Ricky Baker, Ricky Baker. Like, I don't want to watch the big short again. No. I can't do it. Yeah. And I'm starting to resent the little Ikea or the uh, Netflix noise at the start of a show. Oh, yeah. The little sound effect. Yeah. I'm yeah. starting to grind my gears. Yeah, because it's an indication. It's basically, it's an audio, it's an oratory audio indicator that you have nothing going on in your life. <laughs> The amount of times I've seen the, are you still watching this oh. screen pop up is really sad. Why you got to judge Netflix? And I, I still to this day don't understand why Netflix has to email me and say, hey, man, don't forget to finish watching it. What? Why do you care if I finish watching it? Like, what? what's in it for you, Netflix? You got my money already. Why do you care if I finish watching the big short or whatever that was you yeah. were just talking about. Man. Uh, I met a nice lady at the library with no mask outside. We both smiled and talked. It was so nice to see a person's face outside and a smile, not a mask. Yeah, true. Well, that's nice. It's nice hearing there's still life out there. Birds still <laughs> chirping somewhere. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to crack. I really do. Like, I feel like I'm this close. I think a lot of people are. And that's what the, I do not envy the provincial and federal governments right now, because they have to do this balance between keeping the numbers down, keeping people safe, but at the same time, people are going to be going stir crazy. Oh, look at this. Hey, guys, we walked to the dollar store for barbecue lighters yesterday. It's a slow time. Have a great day. Is everybody just walking to the dollar store for a barbecue lighter? Is that the thing to go there for? There are millions of items, but yet we're all going for barbecue lighters in the dead of winter. Yeah, when you don't need them, it could wait. Oh, uh, hey, we've all turned into our grandparents just looking for someone to talk to, paying with quarters just to talk to someone. Now we know how they feel. 
Dustin. Yeah. I think the saddest sight to see that I've noticed in my mall walks is the number of people who are keen to have their beloved mall Chinese food. Oh, yeah, but there's nowhere to sit. But you can't do it because they closed off, at least here, they've closed off the food court seating. So the restaurants are still open. So people are just getting their food and now going to like the the napping chairs, the ones (laughs) outside of the underwear store. Yeah, the bleachers, the perv bleachers. Yeah, so people are going there to eat their mall Chinese food. Oh. And it's just a sad sight. Oh. Is there a worse spot in a mall for, like, rows and rows of seats than right in front of that underwear <laughs> store? Like, I just feel like a pervert sitting there. Even when I walk past it, I have to make sure I'm like, oh, look at my shoes. Yeah, oh. don't look at that giant poster. Oh, my God, I'm looking at the giant poster. <laughs> it's the brawn panty event. <laughs> Don't make eye contact with the woman searching through the unmentionable. Oh. <laughs> hey, guys, my husband and I have found ourselves doing the same thing as you, except we've taken to walking six kilometers round trip to the grocery store to buy two potatoes. That was on Wednesday night. Two canar- uh, We bought two carrots last night. By Sunday, we should have the ingredients for a full pot roast. <laughs> Amy. Wow. Ooh, yeah. Man, buying a pot roast one ingredient at a time. It reminds me of the scene from Shawshank Redemption where he's cutting the is he is that the movie he's using the spoon to dig through the wall yeah. and then he puts it in the cuff of his pants and takes it out to the yard. Yeah, he's slowly one day at a time just shuffling the dirt around. Yeah, you're Shawshanking the pandemic. <laughs> That's what you're doing. Like potatoes. You're Shawshanking a pot roast. Just to kill time. Actually, that should be a recipe book, Shawshank Recipes, where you just do stuff. It's basically, it's fitness and recipes. Yeah, instead of three hours to make your pot roast, it takes three weeks. Yeah. Uh, When my business got shut down, I started hand washing dishes because I had lots of time. It's just me and my husband hand washing dishes. Dishes. Even the way that's written is boring. Yeah, she sounds unimpressed just by writing that. Yeah. Uh, we got a call here. I want to grab this. Hello? So you're asking about you, what you're doing during the blandemic, huh? Yeah, yeah. How are you filling up your time? Well, I've been calling into radio shows more often than I ever have in my life, this point included. Um, but also I've taken up, of all things, embroidery since my wife's mom passed and uh well i'm six foot uh, two and about 193 pounds so i mean like it looks kind of weird with a little needle in my hands yeah are you what are you doing like a country scene a farmhouse well i'm starting with uh i started with fixing up the nose on a teddy bear which i didn't know was technically embroidery um, but I'm starting on a, a Chinese dragon with a coin attached to it for my brother. Are you using the embroidery hoop? Yes. Yeah, what? I actually I inherited it from my uh, wife's mother yeah. uh, after she passed. You know, it's weird because I was watching TV the other night and somebody was knitting on TV and I thought, huh, could I be a knitting guy? But I wouldn't be able to think of stuff to knit. Like, I'm not going to make mittens for my friends. Um, if you're not a knitting guy, uh, I would definitely recommend crocheting. Crocheting. Yeah. Yeah. You get that, that, that thick, uh, the, the, the thicker hook and the thread and it, it, it's just something you can watch TV and your hand will keep moving. 
Can we all admit, though, is that everybody who crochets wishes they could knit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I wish I could dispute that, but yeah, I kind of do. Knitting well, is the NHL and crocheting is the AJHL. Oh, yeah. Another thing I I um, took up uh, that I never thought I would ever in my life was um, Antiques Roadshow. Oh, I love that show. Yeah, I mean, I was rewatching, and um, a, they, that guy with the with the uh, teepee cover that was an actual Native American teepee cover that he found in his attic worth over a million dollars. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah, so needless to say, I'm turning into an old biddy despite being 28 and a mechanic. Man, embroidery and antiques roadshow, and how old was the guy? Like 28 years old? Woo! He's advancing too quickly. Mm-hmm. You need to slow it down, because there's no going back. Once you start crocheting, you can't just stop. Yeah, he's doing embroidery though, Bryce. Oh, of course. He's no, got silly. the. Uh, I, I think he's running a seven-inch hoop. I'm not sure, but maybe he's running a five-inch hoop. But <laughs> I need to find because I haven't. I haven't had a lot of hobbies to kill my time. At least you can play guitar. I. Do you have any hobbies? I don't think so. When I think about <laughs> you that, you either do or you don't. You don't. You don't stop and think. Oh, do I have any hobbies? No, I've done some stuff around the house, especially in the summer. I did, but yeah, as of late. No. And just saying that makes me feel just so sad. What What about people, I'll bet you people who work in hobby stores are seeing people nonstop just walk through the front door with their hands jammed into their jacket pockets and they're just looking up and they're like, I'm here for a hobby. <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> I see you got remote control airplanes. You have paint by number. Do you have ship in a bottle? Do you have stamps? Ship in a bottle. Ship in a bottle. Maybe I should take a crack at that. Too much detail work. I do have the steady hand of a surgeon. Oh, you sure do. That's what people always say about me. We only got two chairs, but maybe if you ask nice, you can sit on Bryce's lap. It's the Lawn Chair Profits. Oh, Bryce, I took a picture of it, but there was a bad, bad windstorm where we live. A couple of weeks ago now? Yeah, they actually called it a, there was a snow squall warning. I had never heard that phrase before. Yeah, and the winds were blowing like 100 kilometers an hour. It was crazy. Stuff was flying everywhere. Basically, yeah, squall is when it's that windy plus it's snowing. Yeah. It just makes for intense whiteout conditions. And so everyone was worried about the squall. And the next day when well, the squall had passed. Well, we were driving to work in separate vehicles that morning, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't believe the number of those signs that were just that sit by the road that were blown over, and I said the worst job in the world today would be the guy who has to drive around and stand up all those signs again and fix all the broken signs that got hit by flying debris. But no, the person with the worst job in the world the day after a snow squall or a windstorm is the guy that has to go around and stand up all the porta potties. I never would have thought of that, but you actually encountered one. Yeah. That was uh, tipped over on its side. And I stopped long enough to take pictures of it, but people were watching. They're like, what is this creep doing? I was so tempted, though, <laughs> and I don't know why. I guess it's the same reason you stop and you stare at a car wreck as you go by. You don't really want to see what happened, but at the same time, you want to see what happened. Yeah, how bad was this really? Yeah, so I was really, really tempted to lift the door open. <laughs> I just, I wanted to see what the damage was like. But there was two guys sitting there in a van staring at me while I was taking pictures that I chickened out. But I bet you it was just 
I'll bet you it was a disaster inside. Yeah, you can, you can take pictures or you can look inside. You can't do both. No. That makes you uh, a creep. Well, there's no reason to be a guy walking by a blown over porta potty. There's no reason for me to look inside. <laughs> what would the reason? <laughs> I'm looking for my dog. That's but, a, that's become one of <laughs> that's become one of my biggest fears is to be in a porta potty and have it tip over. Oh, like at least that one I guess it tipped over so the door was up. Yeah, imagine it tips over door down and you're stuck in there. And, oh, I bet you it happens lots. And just uh, we and we all know what's happening inside that porta potty. Ugh. Nothing good. Yeah, especially you're wearing a white suit, a white <laughs> pantsuit. Uh, so we were talking the other day just about porta potties on the on the uh, the show and. The one thing that I always think about too is how much does one of those things cost? And where would you even go to buy one of those things? You wanted to get your mitts on one? I yeah. would assume they're expensive. Yeah, do you do you get those at Costco? Do they, you know, is there a limited time every Oh my god, it's porta potty week at Costco. We got to go now because you know what they say, if they if they run out, they're not getting any more. Yeah, you just see those people pushing around those weird flat carts. Mm. Yeah. With a porta potty on it and some blueberry muffins? Yeah, I don't know. I just, I assume they're $3,000. They're either $300 or they're $3,000. That's pretty wide berth, I know, but. And the other thing you said is, and I don't know why, you just kind of think that a porta potty, when they oh, yeah, set when, it up, <laughs> that they just have dug a 40 foot hole into the earth. Nope. Because <laughs> I was looking at the bottom of it as I stood there staring at this mystery of the overturned porta potty, <laughs> and I'm looking at the bottom going, that's it? Like the, it doesn't go forty feet into the ground. No, it's only about knee high. It, that's the yeah. That's the depth. Yeah, I was kind of shocked. That was disappointing. That was a peek behind the curtain I didn't really need. <laughs> I would sleep better at night knowing that it was going into the earth. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we have somebody here. You now, hang on. You had to buy. You had to buy a porta potty. Where do you even get that? Um, it was something my husband found on Kijiji for like. I think it was about 800 bucks. That was for a used one? No, it was brand new, but it was like, a, it took us months to try to find it. Like, oh. he was like, I can't believe I have to buy something that people are going to basically do their business in, and then I'm going to have to keep it. Like, what am I going to do with this? So, he, it wasn't used, it was brand spanking new, but it was a good deal somewhere on, like, the internet, basically, because okay. so, we didn't know what we were doing. That's one of those things that everybody looks at, and you probably go, I don't know, they're probably $300, but as it turns out, they're not $300. Yeah, it depends. Like, even if you go and get one that's, like, you, you can find them really cheap, but we were all looking at each other, like, do we want to buy a used porta potty Like, Yeah, it's probably got a lot of miles on it, and they're not oh, highway right? miles. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And okay. you, just, you just don't know. So $800, Bryce. That seems like a steal of a deal, because what's a normal toilet? Oh, it depends what you get. Yeah, you're going at least three, 400 for a nice toilet. Yeah. Probably. But it's all in the maintenance and the upkeep. That's where the money is, Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> it's like buying a printer. They sell you the printer for $3, but the ink cartridges, that's where they get you. I would imagine that... Uh, when you have to call someone to come and clean out your personal porta potty, mm. like I wouldn't want to be around for that. I'd feel so judged. Yeah, um, those porta potty guys are a different. I'm reading a text. These are not my words. Those porta potty guys are a different breed. I've seen a guy on site roll up and start sucking one out with one hand, eating a sandwich in the other. 
<laughs> oh, gross. Yes, they're just like giant vacuum trucks. They stick to the backside of a porta potty. Oh, my God. How do you ever get so comfortable <laughs> with your job as a porta potty sucker outer that you can stand there and do that one dirty hand and one clean hand? I just can't imagine a world where I'm standing there taking care of my business, my actual professional business. And yeah. then you're like, you know what I could go for? A hoagie. Ham and cheese. Oh, man, that'd be good. Yeah, that tuna fish sandwich is calling my name. Like, does a colonoscopy camera operator, does he or she ever go, huh, well, I'm kind of busy right now, but that six-inch tuna, <laughs> it's not going to last. Yeah, this is called two birds, one stone. It's called yeah. being efficient. Uh, hey, guys, I used to work for one of those porta-potty companies. It's not as bad as everyone thinks. It's surprisingly clean. But because of the preconceptions people had of the job, they would treat me accordingly, so much so I would dress how they expected me to. Old jeans, dingy hats, T-shirts with mustard stains and holes in them. The, the best was servicing units on construction sites downtown, and as all the people in business suits would be walking by, I'd say, Hello. They would actually crinkle their noses and hurry along as if they were going to get covered in something. It wasn't much, but it made me giggle just to bring those people down to my level for a second. Hmm. I actually just had a thought about that. Okay. On one hand, I admire the fact that they're just steering into the skid, and they can just be comfortable. Yeah. They can wear their ratty clothes, and no one thinks twice. But maybe you're also setting the bar low. Hmm. Imagine you're working on a construction site, and a guy rolls up, in a tuxedo and starts cleaning out the toilets. White gloves on, yeah. monocle and a top hat. Yeah. He has a little fancy cane. Yeah. You saw that guy cleaning out a toilet, you'd be like, oh my God, I need to get in the toilet cleaning business. Yeah. Yeah. So you, I, you set your own bar. Tuxedo porta potties. I'd buy from them. Uh, I was at a major ball tournament one time and opened a porta potty door to the surprise of a couple having sex oh, in what? a porta potty. Lisa, <laughs> how does that scenario, how does that even happen? It's like, hey, baby, want to go back to my place? And she's like, sure, where's that? And you're like, behind the backstop. <laughs> oh, man, I hope that was a couple that has been a couple for a while. And, no. And not one that just met for the first time and just needed a place to go. A couple looking to spice things up in their relationship. Porta potty's not the number one. <laughs> it's like beach, hot tub, porta potty. No. At a softball tournament. Yeah. Oh, oh man. So that gross. means they probably, yeah, met for the first time. And I just always think of like when you're getting married, everyone wants to hear the story of how you met. <laughs> they want a real good meet cute. Yeah, they need a meet cute. And uh, being at the Edson Slope Pitch Tournament. Yeah, getting, doing it. <laughs> getting to know each other in a porta potty is not oh. a meat cute. Is there any place on earth where people's aim is worse than inside a porta potty? I have seen some things. It I'm is sure a disaster in there. It's like people finally are free to live their fantasy life. Yeah. And they just start going any which way. Some people need better fantasies. Like the couple having sex in one and the, the guy whose fantasy is to just pee everywhere. Uh, can we read you another one here? Yeah. My son works in the trades. He says the porta potties are gross all the time, but worse in winter because of the pissicles frozen in there. Ooh. And on a related note, he said that you never ever open a pail that you find on a job site unless you brought that pail with you. 
Oh. Good to know. Don't ever open just a random. Hey, guys. Oh. Hey, fellas. What's in this? Pi- oh, God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ooh, I'm connecting dots. I wish I didn't know existed. Oh, yeah. Can you? Oh, jeez. Do you want one more disgusting one before we move on? It's a Monday. You're already having a bad day. You round the corner to find your coworker squatting over a bucket. Oh. Do you put a toilet seat on top of the bu- bucket or? There must be some kind of contraption they have. Probably. Uh, this one. I used to work at the airport. Ground crew. One of the jobs was oh. dumping the lavatory <laughs> from the plane, which was the grossest job in the world. Some of the guys couldn't twist the hose on properly oh, to no. the plane, and it would dump all over them. Oh. No one was ever content in that job position. LOL. The beauty of that happening at an airport, I imagine... An airport has a vast lost and found department. You can go raid for some sweatpants. That's true. Oh. I just think if that happens to you, you're not the same person. You're going home a different person. Oh, yeah. You'll never be the same again. You're going home and taking a crying game shower. (laughs) And you come out a different person. Your frame is forever bent. Gross. Uh, We need to make a note sometime to talk about when you were in elementary school, having to go to the lost and found to get some emergency pants. Did you ever experience that? No, I don't think I did. I didn't either. (laughs) Oh, God. You're listening to the Lawn Chair Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. It's like radio, but on the internet. Furniture. Can we talk about furniture? I love talking about furniture. I can't talk about it enough. You know what? My wife and I, our bedroom set is old. Like, really, really, really old. But we can't get rid of it because her mom bought it for us as a gift. Oh, I see. And it cost a lot of money. I don't, like, I would love nothing more than to buy a new bedroom set. But I know that when she comes to town, she's going to be like, huh, what happened to the stuff I bought for you? It wasn't good enough anymore? Can you just downgrade it to the guest bedroom? Well, yeah, I could move it into the basement bedroom, but that's... Where <laughs> that's where she stays when she comes to town, and oh yeah, I don't know. She would know. Yeah, it it wouldn't work. So it's like <laughs> it's like somebody asking you to look after an heirloom piece of furniture, and it doesn't really fit. Like that French provincial armoire doesn't really fit with your brass and glass coffee tables, but you got to keep it because the family says you got to keep, you got to look after that. It was your great, great, great grandmother's. Imagine the hurt feelings if you replace that bed frame. I know. Like it's just my wife, we talk about it regularly. We've had that for 25 years. Oh yeah. I think the statute of limitations has passed on that. Yeah. We keep upgrading our bed, mattress and box spring, but the rest of it, we've had it for decades. Because of that reason, it was bought for us. It was a gift, and it was a very thoughtful gift at the time. Yeah, 25 years later, uh, times have changed. Yeah. Uh, A lot of people, when we were talking about this the other day, I was shocked how many people mentioned waterbeds. And people people kept the big 1980s huge waterbed frame, but then they put a mattress and box spring in it. So you still have the mirrored headboard (laughs) with the cupboards and... Yeah, I like that... uh, all these years later, they think the only problem with waterbeds was the actual water mattress. No, it was the bulk. It was the heft of the frame. It was massive. It devoured a room. It, top to bottom, the waterbed was a failure. Mm-hmm. When you think about how heavy those things were, that frame plus the weight of a water-filled mattress, oh. how did not more floors not collapse? How were high-rises not collapsing? 
in the 80s. That's the real miracle. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, this text. Remember this one? Think waterbeds are bad? When I separated from my ex, my family bought me a twin canopy bed. My kids love it. The guy I'm seeing doesn't. Oh, man. <laughs> a twin princess canopy bed. There is nothing sadder than an Ooh. adult in a twin bed. No, there really isn't. That like, m- even if you watch an episode of Sesame Street, Ernie and Bert, their twin beds, it's sad, like the size of those beds. That There's so much sadness. And the fact that it's a canopy bed to boot. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the fact that you have a sweetie that you're trying to pull into that thing. Two adults in a twin bed. So, Bryce, if... Uh, you met a girl, mm-hmm. and she's like, want to come back to my house? And you're like, okay. And you walk into her bedroom. She has the twin canopy bed. What do you do? I don't know. Like, do you, you can't check for ID. No. Rude, I just. But. <laughs> I would just feel like the cops were going to kick down the door any minute now, and I'm going to spend the rest of my life having to ro- report in at every police station in every town I visit. Yeah, the guy from Dateline pops out of the closet. Yeah. Exactly. We've been waiting for you. Huh? Oh, yeah, that would be very off-putting. Yeah. Uh, very. Hey, guys, my pops. Do people really call their dad their pops? Hmm. My pops just got rid of his waterbed a couple of years ago because it leaked. He still uses the frame with a huge headboard, mirror, and little cupboard doors that open up. That's from Benny. That's the waterbed headboard I was talking about. Well, your pops... His back thanks him for getting rid of that waterbed finally. Yeah. I believe people still had those up until recently. Uh, We have a nice new house, but it's filled with the worst furniture. We have my husband's bachelor poop brown micro suede huge reclining sofa with stains all over it. Wow, you're selling it. And my parents' flower pattern couch and love seats from 1989. Oh. Ooh, think of all the farts in that couch. Yeah, and when your parents give you their old furniture, that's another thing. You're the keeper of the furniture now. Like, you can't just get rid of that. No. Look at this. I'm still using, this is another one. I'm still using my waterbed frame. (laughs) I I got the waterbed when I was 15. I'm 55 now. Wow. So 40 years inside that frame. Do you think waterbeds will ever come back into trend? Nope. Because there's not enough guys named Rick to sell them. (laughs) (laughs) That was the, if you were named Rick between the years of about 1978 and 1987, you either sold speakers or you sold waterbeds or you sold speedboats. It was one of those three things. That was the sweet life. The Rickster. A waterbed salesman. Yeah. The motion of the ocean. That's what it said on his business card. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Line six, what is your name? Uh, Greg. Greg. And uh, I'm dying for a new couch, but I'm not going to count on it. Because my house was broken into about 15, 18 years ago, and they poured paint on everything. And you still have that same couch with the paint on it? Yeah. The one love seat in my basement went to couch. I flipped over the cushions, and the one cushion is ripped. And I've had that since I was in my 20s, Mm. and I'm 52 now. So, How does that couch smell? My girlfriend was so, such a fanatic, she used to put a white sheet over it. Even though it had paint all over it? Well, this was before oh, okay. that, but yeah, I don't know what happened with that, but it was, it was awful. Can you imagine if they could somehow just unleash all the stink of a 40-year-old couch at one time? Oh, 
Like if you had that power, all of a sudden your your alarm goes off at home and you have a button on your phone, an app on your phone where you can unleash the stink of a 40-year-old couch to deter the uh, burglars. I don't know. And between um, adults sleeping in twin beds and a guy sitting on a paint-stained couch that he's had for 30 or 40 years, if there was a sad-off between those two things, which would be sadder? Well, at least the guy can flip the cushions. He can flip the cushions, but at the same time, like if this happened three months ago, I'd be like, okay, yeah, you need to take your time to find the right couch to replace it. But this happened decades 30, ago, thirty some years ago, <laughs> and he's still sitting on that couch. You've had ample time to find a new couch, Ooh. scrounge some savings. He was underwhelmed by my alarm system idea, though, where you can release forty years of stink from your couch to deter. This is once you know there's burglars in your house. It's like jewelry stores now have this new system yeah. where when they trip a wire, all the smoke just fills the jewelry store and the perps get disorientated and they can't yeah. find their way out. It'd be like that, except with like noxious fart gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I once moved out of a place under very bad circumstances. I didn't have room for my couch but I absolutely didn't want these people to have the couch, so I took the cushions with me. Ha ha. That's brilliant. It's <laughs> <laughs> spiteful, but... I couldn't imagine coming home and the couch cushions are gone. Have you ever laid on a couch without cushions? Oh, I have. It's I remember as a kid, it was kind of fun, but... And then your brother or your sister would put the cushions over top of you and then jump on you. Even when I remove the cushions to vacuum the couch and you just kind of feel the springs in it. It's uncomfortable. It's like when you're petting a really skinny dog and you can feel their bones and you're like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's exactly the same thing. Icky. I remember sharing a hotel room with some friends like a long time ago. We had no money. And it was me and my two best friends, me, Chris, and Dave. And we got a hotel room that had two beds in it. But we took the mattress off of one of the beds and put it on the floor, and one guy had to sleep on just the box spring. It was terrible. The box spring is not comfortable. No, you may as well sleep on a concrete floor. Yeah. Some things are just not meant to be felt by a human body. Oh. A box spring and the bottom of a couch. Uh, I worked with a guy whose girlfriend moved out while he was at work and took all the furniture she took the toilet seats, too. Oh. We had a good laugh when he told us the next day. Well, I'm glad you were being sensitive to your friend's needs and <laughs> laughing in his face. Meanwhile, his quads are just burning. Yeah, he has to squat like a champion. Oh, That is next-level petty <laughs> when you take the toilet seats. Yeah. She probably didn't need those toilet seats. Oh, she no. just didn't want him to have them. No, she threw them out on the highway as she was leaving town. She threw those out the window. Yeah, they're in a ditch somewhere. Uh, somebody had texted us too and said that they had a roommate move out, didn't take any furniture or electronics or anything, but they took the stoppers out of the sinks and (laughs) the twisty things that you use to open and close blinds. (laughs) They took every single one of them. It would never enter my mind to take that. Yeah. Why would, that's, that's next level spite. Like, you must be really mad at someone to really think through and go through the effort of removing those things. Yeah. I had a dirty basement suite dweller about 20 years ago that would tap into our phone line and call 1-900 numbers. Remember those, Bryce? There was always a party on TV. So you and I were taught by the uh, same guy how to do this radio thing. Uh-huh. And I, I don't know if he said this while you were there. When I was there, he told the, the girl students 
that uh, if they want to be good on the radio, they have to sound like a one nine hundred woman. Oh my God! So some the s- guy who taught us said that. So I remember listening to some of those girls. Down oh no! The, yeah. Good morning. Oh, it's a beautiful Wednesday. What a forward thinker that guy is. <laughs> so anyway, <Whoa>. this person, <laughs> this is twenty years ago, has some guy living in her basement uh, who would call one nine hundred numbers on their phone. I thought this was my boy. I thought it was my boyfriend at first. He would also take my laundry out of the dryer and fold my underwear all creepy. Oh, I don't want anyone handling my underwear. I don't think you could wear those underwear. They just seeing them neatly stacked yeah. on the dryer and you didn't do it. I wish you could. Uh, oh, we have no way to contact this person. I wish you would have defined what creepy is. The creepy fold. That Let's is good. We should all know that. Yeah, what is the creepy underwear fold? Did he lay them all out like a little flat Stanley of you? Like, <laughs> there's, there's some skimpy underpants in a brassiere, and I'll put a wig right here. Maybe they're just all balled up. I'll put some shoes down here. Oh, oh. Just all balled up after being, oh. Okay, enough. Oh, boy. The end. Thanks for listening to the Lawn Chair Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Theme by Garner Andrews. Guests of the Lawn Chair Profits enjoy catering by that weird dude down the hall. <laughs> he smells.